For some background, I'm a bisexual female and this happened about five years ago when I was in my early 20s and I had just moved to a new city. I had made some friends pretty quickly because I had gotten a job at a very popular sports bar with an all-female staff. Maybe after a few months of working there, I had gotten introduced to my friend's girlfriend. Let's call my friend Ashley and her girlfriend Michelle for this story. Pretty much immediately, I was attracted to Michelle, but since she was dating my friend, I put that in the back of my mind. After a while, I had noticed Ashley and Michelle were having some problems. Ashley started showing up late for all of her shifts and she looked really tired or sad whenever she was there. I of course asked her if everything was okay and she gave me a vague answer that Michelle was just crazy and she's tired of it. Like the good friend I am, I told her she could stay at my house for a few days if she needed to. And to my surprise, she actually agreed and stayed over that night. While she was over, she told me more in detail about the things Michelle was doing. Basically, she didn't trust Ashley, and she always thought that she was cheating, so it would always lead to a huge fight. I guess that wasn't enough for her to really be done, though, because the very next night, she had asked me to go with her to a bar to meet up with Michelle so that they could talk things out. I'm not a judgmental person at all, so I was nice to Michelle, and I let them deal with their problems. By the end of the night, everyone seemed happy, and they left together. A few weeks later, Ashley's parents show up at my house, which obviously confused me because I never met them, but I asked what they needed. Apparently, Ashley had given them my address saying she lived with me instead of Michelle because her parents didn't like the two of them being together. I told them she didn't live with me, but that I could show them where she's at, as they were clearly very worried. We pulled up to Michelle's house, where I assume Ashley was staying at, and a huge mess unfolded. Michelle wouldn't open the door, and you could hear Ashley trying to calm her down on the other side while the mom was screaming for her to open it and the dad was on the phone with the police. Eventually, the police show up, got them to open up, and Ashley leaves with her parents back to where they live in another state. From what I gathered later, Michelle and Ashley were in a very abusive relationship and her parents were really worried for her safety. It didn't take too long for me to put it behind me, seeing as it wasn't really my business. Well, a few months later, I was at the gym when I ran into Michelle. She was a personal trainer, and she ended up coming up to me, saying hi to me. I greeted her back, and she replied immediately with, Oh, so we're cool? I thought you acted like you didn't see me earlier, and I thought we were going to have a problem. Immediately, this should have been a red flag for me, but she was really so gorgeous and smiled when she said it, so I just kind of laughed her comment off and said that I didn't really see her before. After that, I would see her pretty much every time that I went to the gym, and I actually looked forward to seeing her. Eventually, she asked me out, and I said yes. I know you guys are probably thinking, what a shitty friend, and I agree, but I hadn't even talked to Ashley in a really long time since she moved away. For our first date, we went to a club. Everything was pretty normal, except when a guy complimented me to her, saying she was lucky to be here with me. Instead of agreeing or dismissing him, she got in his face, saying how disrespectful he was. It caught me totally off guard, but we continued on with our night, and I actually went home with her. We slept together, and it was amazing. Embarrassingly, right afterwards, I had leaned over, and I threw up all over her floor. But she was nice enough to clean it up, and she didn't even make me feel bad about it at all. 
We eventually started dating, and the first month was really great. You know how gay people move too fast? Well, we were no exception. I was pretty much over every night. We practically lived together. Very soon, though, Michelle started showing her true colors. She would show up at my job and always get mad if I talked to other guys. Mind you, I'm a server, and it's literally my job. Whenever I would come home, she would always accuse me of being with a guy or not talk to me at all. In the beginning, I would argue back, but eventually, I just started to feel like I was really in the wrong. That's what abusers do. They make you feel like you're a shit person and that you really deserve everything they do to you, and you should be so happy that they chose to be with a screw-up like you. Eventually, I had no friends left. It just wasn't worth the fight to try and hang out with them. They, of course, saw all this, and they tried to get me to see it for what it was. But, of course, I didn't listen. My mom and I are extremely close to this day, and during that time, I barely even talked to her. Michelle wanted to make sure she was the only one I could turn to. Once she isolated me is when all of the physical abuse then started. I blocked out a lot of it due to trauma, but a few instances that stick out are her dragging me out of the house by my hair in front of all the neighbors, hitting me at work for taking the car charger with me, burning me with blunts and cigarettes, and locking me in rooms for days at a time when she thought I was getting ready to leave her. Honestly, I can't even tell you how long I stayed with her. It's really all a blur now, but probably a little over a year. In that time, I never fought back. I truly thought that I was in the wrong and deserved what she did to me, even though I never once cheated. The Stockholm Syndrome was real. One day I was at my own place and she came over in the middle of the night and stole my cat and tried but failed to set my kitchen on fire. I didn't hear her come in and so I woke up to a bunch of messages and videos of her with my cat threatening to kill him. He was my baby and I was such a mess trying my best to convince her not to hurt him. She said I was playing games because I didn't wake up when she came in and that I must have had a guy over earlier. Because logic, right? Anyways, my mom is actually the hero of the story and went over to her house to get my baby back. He was unharmed and I still have him to this day. That was my breaking point. I guess I had to see something I love almost get hurt by this psychotic bitch to finally have enough. I ended things and she did her normal switch up, crying telling me how much she loved me and when she knew I wasn't letting up, she got violent. She showed up to my place many times, but I never let her in. Eventually, she would set stuff on fire in front of my door in hopes that I'd open it. I don't know why I never called the police. I was so nervous to leave my place, thinking she would be waiting. She even tried to run me over a few times, and I eventually lost my job and apartment due to her constantly causing problems at both places. I was so depressed and broke that I developed a really bad drinking problem to cope, and eventually, I had to move back in with my mom. My saint of a mom helped me through everything. And eventually, Michelle finally dropped from my life. She was afraid of my mom, so I think that that played a really big factor. She knew my mom would kick her ass on sight if she ever saw her again. It took me a few years to be myself again. I had nightmares for months and was angry at the world. I was eventually diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and depression, and I closed myself off to the world. And only recently have I been trying to heal in a healthy way and acknowledge my trauma. I'm with an amazing man now that loves me so genuinely that I still have a hard time accepting I deserve it. He reminds me every single day that I do 
and I truly believe he saved me. I'm healing, and life is really good, but I did come across her TikTok on social media recently. I saw she's with someone new, and I thought about warning the girl, but decided against it. After all, I didn't listen, and I saw firsthand how she treated Ashley before me. I think she's in a new city now, far away from me, which makes me incredibly happy. I hope I never see her again, and if I do, I'm not really sure I wouldn't catch a charge. Side note, her mom knew how she was and still defended her. She wouldn't let me in when I got locked out, even if I just wanted my phone to call a lift. She turned her head, thinking her daughter was perfect, even though Michelle treated her like crap too. I honestly think she was afraid of her own daughter, but I guess that's a whole different story. The story is about my mom's recent ex-husband. It happened recently, and it happened over the span of a couple of years. My mom still doesn't want to really admit how bad the situation really was, but she's probably still in a little bit of denial from it. She met this guy that I'll call Joe when I was five years old. We had just moved to Indiana, and she was still with my dad, but they had split up shortly after, and then her and Joe started dating. We moved to Florida to live with my grandparents for a few years, but they still kept talking. Fast forward a few years, and I'm now around 14. I also have a sister, and she's six years younger than me. She was also heavily affected by what happened, as she had to witness everything firsthand. Anyways, fast forward a few years, and Joe and my mom started seriously dating again, and they wanted to get married. I always got really bad vibes from him, and I tried telling my mom, but she didn't listen. Joe was a smoker, and my mom hated it. He also used to have a drinking problem, but my mom didn't really know just how bad it was until after they got married. I went to go live with my older sister for a few months, for reasons that I don't want to disclose, but my mom and Joe got married during those few months. When I went back to living with my mom, Joe was now living with us. We had a small two-bedroom house, and me and my sister had to share a room, but my sister would still sleep in my mom's room because she was scared of the dark, so she was sleeping in the same room as Joe, too. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and explain all the messy shit that happened. Joe started drinking again. He would be drunk all the time, and he would steal my mom's money for beer. My mom tried to send him to rehab a couple times, but it didn't work. When Joe finally got a job again after being fired from his last job, he would hide money and he wouldn't help my mom with the bills. They were married now, so I mean, it only made sense that they would both pay the bills and stuff. My mom and him would constantly fight about money, him drinking, him sneaking off to buy beer, him stealing, etc. It was pretty traumatic to hear them fight almost every night, and I felt really bad for my sister having to hear it too. Joe would hide his car keys to hide stuff in his car, and my mom once found weed in there. Joe once even stole money from my little sister for whatever he needed. He would also get the only most expensive gas for his car, so he needed hundreds of dollars every month from my mom for that. When he got fired from his first job, he had just sold his gun. And it's a good thing he did because he went to his boss, and my mom believes that he would have tried to kill her if he still had his gun. Anyways... My mom kicked him out several times, but always brought him back, even though me and my sister always begged her not to. At one point, he bribed us with Apple Watches, which didn't really make us hate him any less, by the way. And at one point, he was drunk in bed, saying he was going to kill himself, 
and my mom told me to call 911. My sister was in the room while everything happened. Joe had even cheated on my mom during one of the times she kicked him out. My mom finally kicked him out for good after a couple of years, and he went back to the woman he cheated with. That's when the phone calls, emails, texts, and even the threats all began. They would constantly call us and text us, blaming my mom for everything that happened and saying really terrible things about her and making up lies. He was always drunk whenever he would call. One time his new girlfriend even threatened to cut my mom's throat. That was the final straw and when we decided to call the cops. They couldn't really do anything about it though. The calls and the texts wouldn't stop. My mom kept getting emails up until a few months ago. I'm 17 years old now and me and my sister are still really traumatized. It felt like my mom chose him over us and I'm still really hurt over it. But I really just hope to never see Joe again. I'm sorry if this is really long, but it has so many parts and I want to make sure that it all makes sense. Also, please don't judge me. I honestly really hate the person that I was and I still hate myself for being such a garbage human being. Here's my story. My husband and I got together right before we started high school and after we graduated in 2012, we moved in together. Things were going great. We had our first child in 2015 and I started a new job at a hotel. I'd worked at hotels before, so when a spot opened up for an assistant manager, I jumped on it and that was when my life began to deteriorate. I started hanging out with my boss and coworkers outside of work and they were heavy drinkers and they did some drugs as well. So I started drinking to fit in, I guess. And unfortunately, I got addicted to alcohol. I would leave my partner and son at home to go out and party until a few hours before I had to go to work. After a few months of this, I started having an affair with one of my coworkers. I'm not at all proud of the person I was at the time, but I finally came clean about what I was doing and it shattered my partner's heart. He decided he couldn't be with me and he moved out. This was when things got even worse. Since my partner was gone and I single-handedly ruined my family, I started drinking even more to the point that I was never sober. I started dating the coworker that I had an affair with and not only did they mentally abuse me, but things got constantly physical when he was wasted. I'm gonna provide a trigger warning right now for sexual assault. Here's your chance to click off the video. I was raped, thrown into walls, slapped, choked, and had wine glasses thrown at me. I took it all because I figured I deserved it for what I did to my ex and son. One day my ex called me and he said he wanted to take things slow and possibly get back together one day. So I stopped drinking and I cut off my coworker, only for him to send nude photos of me that were taken without my consent to my ex. He also busted out all of the windows on my car and carved his initials onto my trunk and then proceeded to bust all of the windows out of my house except for my son's room in retaliation. So I guess thanks for at least that. I tried calling the cops but I was told even though his damn initials were right on my car, there was no proof since I didn't see him and they couldn't do anything. I ended up quitting my job because I knew as long as I worked there, my coworker would keep trying to drag me down. I blocked all of his contact info and anyone who worked with us so that no one could tell him anything about me. Since I needed a job ASAP, I went back to one of the first jobs I ever had at Domino's as a delivery driver. 
my now ex-coworker had started stalking me and calling the store to harass me. I don't even know how he figured out I worked there, except maybe seeing my still beat up car outside. Now, my phone tells me whenever a blocked number is calling me, and I noticed he had called me about 50 times in a two hour period. Oh great, I thought. I was working the closing shift, so I figured I would just ignore him and hope he would just give up by the time I got off. I almost forgot all about it until I got back from making a delivery and my coworker asked me to take over the oven because he was boxing up his delivery order and he needed to go. As I was clocking myself into the system as back from delivery, I noticed the address he was about to make a delivery at. It was my address. I asked him if that was the address on the ticket and he said yes. I then asked for the phone number and he then read off my stalker's number. I then started to hyperventilate and cry because my ex-mother-in-law was at my house babysitting my son and I was really terrified for them, especially knowing that my stalker kept a gun in his car. I told my coworker the story and he said he would go by and check on them for me. I wasn't going to wait so I then called my ex-mother-in-law and she said everything was fine and that she hadn't noticed anything and when my coworker got back, he corroborated what she told me. When I finally got off, I checked around my house using a flashlight and I found a black glove by my mailbox and footprints by the side gate that looked like a pair of boots my stalker wore. I don't know what would have happened to me if I would have been the one to go to my house, but I'm positive it would have been very bad. I moved shortly after that, got a new car, and my high school sweetheart wanted to give me another chance and moved back in with me. We're still going strong and we've had two more babies and I gave up drinking. I also haven't heard from my stalker since. So, I would say life is going amazingly now. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, a lot of people think you should wait until things get really bad to go get therapy. But that's just not true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can really help you avoid those lows. I know several people close to me that use BetterHelp, and it's really made a difference for their overall mental health, and I really think it's something worth checking out. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Dinner Table listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com cannibal. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash cannibal. Okay, so this story might not be as scary as the others here, but I know I was terrified in the moment. In the fall of 2019, my toxic on-again, off-again boyfriend, who I'll call Joe, had broken up with me. I was living in a townhouse with my roommate, who I'll call Molly, and I was working the night shift at my job. So on a typical Saturday morning, I arrived home from work at around 1.30 a.m., and as I'm walking to my door, I notice a man sitting on a planter box in between my unit and my neighbor's unit. He had his hood up, blocking his face. I didn't want to overreact, 
So in my head, I just told myself maybe he was smoking a cigarette or something. But I did get out my pocket knife, just in case. I walked up to my door, then unlocked it, and then quickly shut it and locked it behind me, with no problems. Once I got in my apartment, I noticed a really horrid smell coming from the trash can, and I decided the trash needed to be taken out before I could eat anything. I waited about 30 minutes or so, and then looked out my window and peephole, and I couldn't see the man anymore, so I got up the courage to take out the trash. When I walked by the planter box, of course, he was still there. I started to panic a little at this point, but I still had to take the trash to the can, and came back and locked the door again. I went to go grab a frozen pizza from my freezer, and when I closed the freezer door, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a head peeking at me through the window at the top of the door, and then they quickly dug down, hoping I hadn't seen them. This was when my heart dropped into my stomach. I still wasn't quite sure if I needed to call the cops or not, so I went upstairs to my room to see if I could see down and if he was still lurking out there, but I couldn't see. I then turned towards my bed, and my heart was beating so hard that I almost fainted. My bed was perfectly made, and I knew that I had not left it that way. I then went into Molly's room, and I had asked her if she had been in my room, and she told me no. I then started to cry. I then began to think about how I had seen a couple of things that were really out of place in the kitchen. My roommate never washed the dishes by hand, and so I would always wash them all whenever I came home, but today, they had been washed. I got my pocket knife back out of my pocket, dialed 911, and locked my phone so it would be ready to call, and I then went downstairs and started slowly walking to the door. Suddenly the motion sensing porch light came on, and through the curtains in the living room window, I saw none other than Joe's face. I went to the door, flung it open, and there he stood. I threw my knife down and dropped to my knees, hyperventilating. By now my roommate and her friend had came downstairs and she was arguing with him. I'm listening to what he's saying and I can't believe my ears. He had planned on catching me as I was coming home from work, but he got there early. He used our spare key and he let himself in. He said that he wanted to do the things that I do after I get home from work so I wouldn't come home with chores to do. He washed all of the dishes, sat clothes in my bathroom for my shower, made my bed, but the last thing, which was the most disturbing, he went in my underwear drawer, grabbed his favorite pair of my panties, and then went back outside and waited for me to get home. Now in hindsight, he was trying to be romantic, according to him, but in that moment, it was probably the scariest feeling that I'd ever felt. This happened about three years ago. I had been dating this girl for about three months. We had dated previously, but I decided I wasn't ready for a commitment. Nearly two and a half years later, we decided to give it another go again, and we became serious rather quickly. The relationship was going well, but I always felt like there were some things about her past that she wasn't completely honest with me about. Just a bit of backstory. This woman who I'll call Jane was married previously, and had a daughter from this marriage. I always noticed that when she would tell me about her previous marriage, that she would always talk about her ex in a way that as if she still had deep-rooted feelings for him, that were still lingering as if she was never actually over him. Whenever I would confront her about it and how weird it was, she would just always reply back with, well, he's my daughter's father. I'm only being nice to him so that my daughter can see her parents getting along. 
I began to be really annoyed at how much she would carry on about this guy, but I really liked her, so I was willing to stick around. I know, stupid. I guess because I'm a hopeless romantic, I believed in giving this woman the benefit of the doubt, just hoping one day she'd stop talking about him. To my dismay, it didn't stop, and I finally told her, Listen, if we're going to have a relationship, you're going to have to stop giving this man so much access to your life. I know you guys have a daughter, but this guy's just around way too much for you two to simply be exes. Eventually, she began to consider the situation, and she eventually stopped mentioning him so much because of how uncomfortable it was making me. One night, we had set a home date at her house because she lived in a different state. Now, the state that she lived in bordered my state, so it was actually about an hour and a half away from where I lived. I told her that I wanted to marry her and that I'd really like to get to know her daughter on a more personal level because I was so nervous with her mother, because I was so serious with her mother. Now, Jane's daughter was about 10 at the time. We'll call her Madison. Madison was very fond of me, and she always called me Mr. She really wanted her mom to marry me. Oftentimes, Jane and I would FaceTime each other, and Madison would come on the FaceTime with her and say hi. She really was such a sweet little girl. Anyways, back to what happened that night. We were hitting it off really well, and the night was going well. We were watching television and playing games and just really having a good time. She had asked me some questions about myself, and I did so to her as well. The one unusual thing that I noticed was that her dad... My girlfriend's ex kept FaceTiming her all night long. Now at first, it wasn't too alarming. It's not uncommon for a dad who doesn't live in the home with his child to FaceTime. The problem with this night was that it happened repeatedly, every five to ten minutes. I began to wonder if he was calling to get a glimpse of what was going on, as if he were being nosy and eavesdropping on our conversations. Finally, after a night of fun, I kissed my girlfriend goodnight and began to get on the road since I had about an hour and a half drive back home. It was late, around 11 at night. I got on the road and turned my GPS on. I turned out of the apartment complex that she lived in and then turned left onto a dark road. Then I made another right onto a main road. Now remember, it's nearly midnight in this really small town and there weren't a lot of cars on the road. Suddenly a car pulls up beside me and I noticed someone in my peripheral vision trying to get my attention. I turn around and I see a really large man with a trench coat on. He seemed really angry and agitated. He kept trying to get my attention. I finally turned around because I've encountered this before. Sometimes someone is trying to tell you that maybe you have a flat tire or something's hanging out of your car. Finally, I say, What's up? Can I help you, sir? The guy immediately begins screaming at me. Hey, I need to talk to you right now. I then respond back by saying, Hey bro, I don't know you. I have no problems with you. I then roll up my window and keep driving. He flags me down again, and he's progressively getting angrier and angrier. My adrenaline began rushing, and my heart was pounding. This guy was right up beside me, with his head out the fucking window, now saying, Hey asshole, I need to talk to you right now. I began panicking because I didn't have my gun on me. The guy could have had anything in his car. There weren't that many cars on the road, and it was really dark and in the middle of the night. I finally agreed to meet him at the gas station that was right down the road. 
All the while, I had no actual intentions of meeting up. I just agreed to throw him off. He then gets in front of me and then does a U-turn, and I agree to follow behind him. But instead, I hit the gas and get off on the interstate. After getting down the road a few miles, I call my girl and I ask her if her ex was out and in the area. I had seen pictures of him before, and it finally registered that this asshole was the one who pulled up beside me, shouting and screaming at me. She begins by saying that as soon as I pulled off, he came by the house and then began berating her about letting a stranger meet his daughter. I later found out that he was sitting in the parking lot the entire night, lurking in the dark while he was FaceTiming his daughter. He had been watching us all night long. My heart began pounding. I was horrified. When I confronted her all about this on my way home, she was very condescending and very dismissive of his behavior, then saying, Oh, he can just be like that sometimes, but I promise he wasn't going to do anything to you. He just wanted to talk. I was so furious at her because she not only didn't take it seriously, but this whole situation could have cost me my life. Who the hell knows what that weirdo psychopath would have done to me? I may never know, and I don't care to. I have two teenage children who could have lost their dad that night because of some psycho jealous ex. Needless to say, I dumped her ass two days later in person to Jane and her crazy ex. I hope you two stay away from me and never bother me again.